Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Why are we late? We're never ever late. And why are we late? Man, you know, you can't rush perfection. I'm just telling you, man. You did you say you can't rust perfection? You can't rush perfection. <laughs> <laughs> well, just to let you guys know, we had an important phone call that we needed to be on uh, for something, and uh, we got tied up with something. But we have completely prepared. Yes, we're we are. Show you the illusion that we prepared for no, episode we're prepared. 44? Like, now we're on episode 43, but like uh, an old girlfriend used to say, we can be late or we can be pretty. So it's just, we're going to, we're going to make this one look really nice, Miles. That's, I, I feel good. Want, I would not want to date her or you if you're both late. So that's just the way those things. <laughs> so we, uh, we apologize to everybody for being a few minutes late, but we are here and we are ready to uh, party. Um, yeah. So party. we're going to party tonight and we're going to party pretty hardy. And I made made that rhyme Didn't even try. <laughs> we got a great show coming uh, to you tonight um we are going to be going over a lot here tonight mike uh tell them what they've won <laughs> on this episode of nissan nerd podcast we're going to be talking about nissan investing 500 million dollars into its mississippi plant to further their development of the ev vehicle line uh nismo reveals its livery for the 2022 Super GT uh, season, and later on, we're going to be talking about the life of a salvage yard junkie here on the Nissan Nerd Podcast. Thanks for being with us. Let's do it. I noticed you change uh, the beginning of our show completely on your own. I didn't uh, bother to tell anybody. <laughs> well, dude, I, you know, if for those who are with us, who can see what we're seeing, yes, I uh, made had a little bit of a little bit of fun with the, the recent Nissan commercial that aired during Super Bowl. Of course, you're seeing uh, Eugene Levy. Uh, with his Fabio haircut, nodding inside, you know, nodding to the music. So I, I thought that was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. I, I don't even want to know how long it took you to just kind of edit that and screw with that. But yeah, it came out pretty good. So good job. I, I'm so, learning some new skills. Thank you very much. You, Thank you, very you much. made me chuckle pretty hard with that. So yeah, pretty awesome. So. <laughs> well, good. If there's anything I can do is make you chuckle specifically, Miles, then yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's exactly what I'm here for is just for us to uh, chuckle with one another. That's kind of what it is. So, all right. um, you know, uh, talking about that, um, I know the Eugene Levy edition um, obviously wasn't the only news that came up for our intro, but the officially Nissan dropped this uh, commercial and debuted it at, hold on, and I'm going to get this right, the big game, because we can't say the SB word uh, because we're paying rights to SB, as you've told me four billion times. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Guilty. All right. So the uh it did debut on Sunday. I uh, I might we might split a room here or my people might give me crap about it, but unfortunately I do not watch your big skin yeah. stuff being thrown around. Yeah, I you never know, have. Um I, you know what's funny about that is that that's 
a very common thing with all my car friends. I don't know. Somehow I like both, but I can never talk football. To, I swear to God, 99% yep. of my car fans, friends, I can't talk football with them. And, you know, it's uh, – Honestly, it, it might as well be like My Little Pony or something. I, I mean I have the same <laughs> amount of knowledge of what happened in like the My My Little Pony dynasty as I do with football teams. I, I mean I, I literally know nothing. I barely know how the game is played. I know that <laughs> – I know somewhere in the middle there's girls dancing, uh, a lot That's, of beer commercials, yeah. and uh, people get hurt with brain injuries that are long-term. So it's, I mean, it's kind of like working on cars. I mean, it's just like <laughs> I mean, the, the brain injuries. Yeah, sure. Brain injuries. Yeah. You know, beer commercials uh, thrown into your car magazine. I don't know, but, but we're just talking, but yeah, needless to say. Um, yeah. I, I, unfortunately, I just don't watch the Super Bowl, So I, I was going to try to catch it mm-hmm. in between the, um, for the commercials things. And I figured it would just go live and I'd grab it. So uh, tell me about it. Did you get a chance to check it out? So the commercial, yes. Uh, You know, I was, the commercial didn't air until about the fourth quarter. So, you know, the whole time, you know, in between the game, of course, I'm glued to the game, of of course, but in between, I'm just like thinking to myself. So we, so did Nissan get bumped? They got bumped for the halftime piece and then it got, it came on in fourth quarter. Well, you know, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, obviously, nothing. It's only like, isn't it like four billion dollars, like a second or something like that? It's expensive. It's one of the most expensive bits of airtime that you can get, probably in in any given you know uh, year, uh, fiscally anyway. I, I, you know, I I'm sure nothing is um, nothing is by accident. There's something about the fourth quarter. Either it had to do with increased uh, part viewership because well, intensity. Well, it's a give take too. I mean, those true football fans are probably glued to the fourth quarter, especially if it was a good game, which it was. It was a three point game, and yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, oh man, holding. yeah, exactly, yeah. Oh, oh. Or yeah, I don't know whether it was whether it was a um, whether there's higher viewership in the fourth quarter or if there's less than usual. Um, I would like to think it was higher because the game so was it dropped. You're you're nerding out. You're going way down yes. the alleyway, and I told you not to go down there because you're gonna get you're gonna get hurt. Come back <laughs> over here. All right. So it aired on the fourth quarter. Was it pretty much what was already kind of released online uh, before? It's, pretty much. Yeah, frame by frame, oh. it was the same one from the episode. Uh, again, well, it, 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 whatever. It's so, fun. Most and just in nature, Super Bowl commercials are meant to be funny and, and exciting, and that's exactly what this was. I mean, it it was just meant to entertain. Really, really funny. You had some big names, I and mean, we talked about it in the last episode. So, I mean, it, it was exactly what you saw. I mean, not, nothing nothing new since we last reported about it, though. But right. I'm enjoyed to see it. I mean, it's not very often Nissan. I think, or uh, you know, of course, we always talk about notable Nissan Super Bowl commercials in the past. Sure. And I mean, this oh, might be man. one of them. We, we always really okay. We, we, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, don't get me wrong; it is it is a pretty cool commercial. Uh, but man, cats in the cradle, bro. It's that twenty fifteen, man. Oh. That yeah. I called my dad after that one. Yeah. Oh, I just, <laughs> dad, I just want to say, put the buffalo wing down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I was gonna say, I was gonna drop something on the street, but I'll I'll leave it alone. But that's more for a private chat. So now, where I can where I can razz you about the uh, 
the separation yeah. of your father and yourself. And I know it's a very destructive thing to talk about. <laughs> All right, moving on, uh, moving on down the line. All right. All right. Now there so, was, yes, yeah. there, I did want to share something. It was also Nissan related with commercials. Now it was not in the U S we actually had a friend of ours. Uh, uh, if you want to call it fair lady Z 32 pro shop, uh, zone in Japan, uh, talked Japan. about a commercial Japan. that they were a part of. Uh, many, many years ago. They said 14 years ago they were part of this commercial. So I figured since we're talking about Nissans and we're talking about the commercials being the same thing, I'd share with you this, uh, call it rare, <laughs> rare piece of Japanese uh, Z32 commercial. Drop, drop or it episode. on me. Drop it on me. Let's go for it. it. All right. Come on. So this was like, I want to say it's like an equivalent of like Power Rangers, right? Yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah, I, uh, wow, Man, that's crazy. But you see the Z thirty two right there, boom. Ah, uh, yeah, boom. Now, here it comes. Here it comes. Z thirty two with the sirens and spoiler through the flames. That's CGI. Oh, headlight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, so um, yeah, that's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool little find. I, you know, it's not like I'm up on my Japanese uh, daytime TV, so especially <laughs> children's television. So yeah, it's a cool find. I would never have ever caught that. So yeah, it's uh, that's pretty cool, man. Good find. Nice. No problem. Yeah, he said he was involved with the production, so he was actually having talking to somebody who was literally part of making that commercial or that that show. <laughs> Be possible, so it was kind of cool. It's a again, just not to share why we're on the topic uh, anyway. And you will uh, jump into uh, comments just a little bit. Calvin uh, is on with us right now. He says, "Cats in the Cradle" was the best Nissan commercial still. <laughs> right, what's up? What's up? Real. That was a good one. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so moving on down the line, um, let's do some catch up, man. I, I, you know, we probably haven't talked really in a hot minute. I mean, sometimes we talk to each other way too much and then yes. sometimes you don't it hasn't been a minute i know this um i haven't caught up with you for about a, the better part of a week or so well i kind of did that on purpose man i won't lie to you i went dark <laughs> on you well no, let me explain i went dark on you no. man because i i did something which uh this is actually my first time telling you about this um i kind of uh-huh. I, I may have betrayed your trust man i don't know if i did this wrong or if oh. i did it right or not i'm gonna show you what i did i uh, was watch, invited. Watch yourself, homie. Watch yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I went to the salvage yard without you, man, and I found Ooh. a huge score of Z32 parts. I hit the mother load, and I took advantage of it, and uh, 350Z parts as well. But what you can see here, man, I got I stocked up on alternators, ignition coils, PTUs, uh, throttle bodies. I've got uh, multiple crank angle sensors, fuel regulators, dude, hardware. I uh, I had been low um, on stock. Mike, yeah. Yes. I have to tell you something. That okay. wasn't the junkyard. That was my backyard. I was wondering where all this stuff went. <laughs> and you literally went through my private stash. Uh, yeah. But no, I, I uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm glad you went to the junkyard. I'm extremely hurt. And because uh, that is our thing. You know, uh, just we, we take a we take a basket and some wine and have a lunch, uh, 
yeah. a picnic on top of a, a, on top of a Nissan Frontier hood, like in the <laughs> middle of everything in the back of a bed. What yeah, you know, they're just yeah, they're here every Sunday. It's it just weird. I don't know. So, well, I don't know. dude, you see. did. Now, can I ask you a question? How much of this did you actually pay for? <laughs> you know me all too well. So now, well, let's just say the hardware—they don't care about hardware. So nuts and bolts, no problem. It, it, I, I assume if they would have like stopped you and patted you down, it would have been like those those smugglers that get caught like with the with the 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 brick tape of, of dollars <laughs> taped to their chest. It would have been an alternator right here, and like that's it. You got a hunchback. <laughs> That guy's got a hunchback. Nah. It's like, check nah. him. He's got two yeah, alternators in his hunch. <laughs> just uh, in, in, the, down. in the hood of my jacket, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah and then nah. they just do that. I don't know what you put in your in your prison wallet. I'm going to say you probably put in your prison wallet the PTU. Um, and if you don't know what a prison wallet, go ahead and go to Google and type in uh, <laughs> slang term prison wallet, and uh, you'll talk about that. Moving on. Anyway, um, yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna plead the fifth, but you can use your imagination all you want. Obviously, you have already, so I'm gonna go ahead and yeah. go with that. <laughs> so uh, you you got a lot of stuff. Cool. I'm very happy for you. Well, and let me tell you, by the way, uh, these did not come off of 350Zs and 300ZXs. These came off of the Infinity equivalent. The J30s yeah. and the G35s. Oh man, same stuff. Untouched. 19, 1994 plus. That's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, almost um, everything will fit. The PTU is just a little weirder shape. All right, we're gonna nerd out on some stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all right, we we could talk about that for like thirty minutes. So we got a show to do. All right. Yes, yes, yes. But yes, I'm proud of you. Congratulations. Um, I also um, did a little junking of myself. Uh, did you? Myself? Yeah, well, I brought the junkyard to me. Um, you know, I, at uh. this point in, in a baller's game, you just buy the junkyard. So what I did <laughs> is uh, I basically just said, the hell with it. And now I just buy the entire damn thing. So, Woo. yeah. So there it is. I bought this wreck, pulled it out of like, um, I mean, I, I found it locally and then it's just a Datsun 620 there for those that are going to just chastise me about it. I'm stripping it apart. It is not going to be saved. It came with a title. It's not worth the, the sale, the saving. Trust me. So it is literally just car parts. Um, and it's, I'm going to strip it down, take what I need for panels and then I'm going to, uh, release it into the wild, uh, for, for other salvage car parts or, uh, <laughs> Nissan, Nissan vampires to, uh, or Datsun vampires to take it apart. So we're going to go from there. The funny thing about this, um, mm. if you let Datsuns, uh, sit too long that have full, uh, drum brakes all around. Yeah. Um, trying Peace. to get it on to these trailers and trying to get it <laughs> off of the trailers without a winch is extremely fun. Um, luckily, uh, the gentleman that I picked up the car, he was able to pull the truck out of the ditch that it was in, and then we loaded it on top of the trailer with a bobcat and chain. Sketchiest thing I've done probably for a while. I'm glad I have to <laughs> Life insurance, wife is going to get a good payout. But <laughs> moving on. Um, I, so, okay. So I had to put tires on it. It didn't come with these. It literally ran on four flats. Oh. So I put new tires on it and got it up on top of there and loaded it, right? So it was somewhat safe to load it. Got it mm. home. And then uh, the picture, there's a friend of mine, Jesse Sotelo, and uh, he, he drives a, a Nissan Armada. And we were just trying to come up with um, – 
interesting ways to get it off considering all the the fronts are completely locked up rears we broke loose so we're like all right take all the drums apart do all that nerdy stuff or we could just get ghetto with it and we chose huh? to get ghetto with it so yeah. what we do and i'm going to just give you this little tip and trick you can slime the the trailer so we basically just greased it for the front wheels and then as you can see there's a strap tied to that rear bumper so yeah. jesse drove one way i drove the other and we literally just pulled the car completely <laughs> off it was like it was it was pretty magical i wish i would have videotaped it but that was the ghettoest thing i've probably done in a while and it worked so if you have the means i highly recommend <laughs> i had never uh, heard of that so you the fronts were locked, so you literally greased the wood, pl the planks of the of the trailer. Well, the, it's an aluminum trailer, so yeah. So okay. we just WD forty yeah. and spot greased it all the way, and then we yeah. so, and then, uh, <laughs> and, then and I got it all the way to the street, man. And then from there, I just put it on like uh, go jacks, and we got it inside the the shop. So yeah, that was pretty. Uh, that was the funniest thing I probably did that weekend. It was pretty funny, but yeah. Anyway, but uh, I thought it was pretty fun. So yeah. Congrats, man! Yeah, I will have to pass by here in the near future and start yeah, taking a to few steal things. Some from more me. parts for me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah right. you can check my pockets before I leave your house, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to pad you down. Um, so I wanted to give a shout out to everybody in the chat here tonight. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us, and uh, we are gonna go ahead and get started. As always, um, we see you in the comments in real time. Um, feel free to share, respond, talk trash, uh, make fun of Mike. This is exactly what we're here for. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Um, go ahead and in there. Um, before we begin, um, we have actually a special uh, compi to do tonight, right, Mike? Yes, we do. So, uh, of course, what we always say as part of our compi, we say, uh, let's go ahead and get our drinks out while we're at it two miles. Again, a salute to those in the Nissan family whom we wish good health. And for those we may have lost along the way, maybe be reminded of them often. Case in point, though, we do get a special shout out here. Let's go ahead and give it the picture here. Mr. K. Saturday, yes. Uh, this next Saturday, February 19th, marks seven years since uh, the passing of Mr. K at 105 years old. So uh, I found the best picture. Of course, us being from Texas, got the best Texas picture we could. And when I say Kanpai, <laughs> yeah. uh, in honor of Mr. K, it's do Kanpai. All right. Kanpai. Woo. You know, um, a little known, unknown fact is for those that uh, don't realize the small mi mini pickup is actually uh, can also be accredited to Mr. K oh. because um, yeah, because the, um, they were one of the first um, um, uh, Japanese trucks that came across to the United States. So that entire market probably wouldn't be in existence if not for the, um, the inside of him uh, for that push. So he doesn't get a lot of credit for that. And um, yeah. It was kind of crazy. And I learned that from Johnny Gable, who was a secretary out of Nissan North America um, for many, many years um, when she was still alive, um, who's also uh, we miss very dearly. So Yes, very yeah. much so. And uh, yeah, it was kind of funny. Like we would just be goofballing about different stuff and facts. And and uh, he would she used to say that he would always get in trouble driving around with his cowboy hat and the little and his uh and the dots and trucks and uh, he'd get pulled over all the time and always be wearing that cowboy hat so, uh, <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, pretty wow. funny stories. Um, but yeah, moving along, uh, we've got a heck of a show for you here tonight. And um, Mike, um, we got news. Uh, let's go ahead and run through some of the news because we've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about tonight. And Mike, mm-hmm. I am uh, I'm going to go ahead and leave the uh, ball in your court so you can go ahead and uh, talk about your upcoming news. But before that, go <laughs> Okay. All right. Of course, this is a new segment of the show. We're going to go ahead and share my screen on this one. Article I wanted to share with you guys this uh, this week here is that uh, from CNET.com. I don't know where you I mean you find you find it in the craziest places. Uh, <laughs> the report that the chip shortage, which we still live in, uh, material shortage, uh, semiconductor shortage, is hurting Toyota more than Nissan. The report says, and so essentially, what we want to say is that. Nissan is doing very, very well in response uh, as an, in the face of adversity and all these part shortages, which uh, are still happening. Nissan has had a really good strategy and have been playing the, uh, playing it out really, really well. So, so uh, you're, you're saying it was intentional. I meant to do that. Yeah, of so, course. Yeah, they're, they're, it's not a, it's not an accident. It's definitely not an or accident. Or they're just, or they're playing the chess game. Yeah, and I, I kind of heard something like that. And they're, uh, is it? And I could be wrong, but they were like trying to pad some of the shortage by doing some self, create um, internal creation of some of their 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 processes. Am I wrong? Uh, yes and no, probably. You got it. <laughs> or is it too nerdy? Uh, all right. <laughs> You shut up and let me do my job. Yeah. Just, just, go ahead. You can say it. You can just tell me right. why you could call me out like that, bro. Exactly. And you know why well, I called you out? Because you ditched well, me this weekend and you left me to not go to the salvage yard. That's why I call you out. Throw me under the bus. Well, I did have a statement, but it had nothing to do with what you're about to say here. So let me go on. Can I finish? And can continue. I, can I finish? Can I finish? Yeah. Can I finish? Go. <laughs> All right. All right. No worries. So, of course, getting back to it, though, semiconductors still remain a hot commodity, especially in the automotive industry. Uh, Nissan has fared better than expected, uh, especially in this case, in relation to Toyota. Toyota is essentially the largest automotive manufacturer in the world, but Nissan has actually done better uh, in terms of uh, what they call the operating profits uh, that that are that are in effect so when you have a shortage you can only make less cars right so your operational rate you can only uh, your oper what they call your operational rate is lower uh, just by relation um, they're saying that uh, what is it said here uh, one second here Nissan profits last quarter Nissan there, there it is there it is okay so uh, in this last quarter Toyota reported a 21% decline in operating profits last quarter, right? That's a huge uh, – I think they, it related to about a, a drop of about $8.5 million loss in the quarter. Meanwhile, Nissan's operating profit doubled in the same quarter, which is – I mean, obviously night and day. Not only were they uh, profitable in general – but they doubled their profit. So this is the result of what this – through this article is they're saying that thanks to better cost controls, better pricing power uh, with with suppliers, uh, Nissan's strategy is helping them uh, be uh, – I wouldn't say immune to this type of shortage, but they're really doing a very, very good job in, in the face of all this. Um, 
I think they had said there was a really good uh, saying. Of course, they're saying here a reverse of fortunes, uh, it, you know, relation between Nissan and and Toyota. Uh, they said here profits doubled, and um, let me see here. Uh, it says Nissan's global net venue per vehicle also increased thirteen percent in the third quarter of twenty twenty one. So, anyway, uh, what I'm saying though is that. If I haven't said it already, in the face of adversity, Nissan is still prospering, and and we should definitely uh, give them props for doing that. So, uh, props to Nissan. I, you know, great. Good Did job. that answer your question? I don't know. <laughs> you know, speaking about in the face of adversity, uh, you also made it through that article with me, um, also poking at you with the sharp stick. So, congratulations, sir. Uh, you're doing great. You're doing great. <laughs> Moving along, uh, other news that we wanted to talk about. Uh, Mike, I don't know if you kind of caught wind of this, um, but, um, you know, with all the news and the hype and everything that's kind of going on with the new Z, um, let me see here. Boom, and give me that steering wheel, baby. Um, Chris Forsberg um, jumped on Motor Trend um, and uh, apparently was talking about that he either has or is going to be having first dibs um, at the uh, the new uh, Z that's kind of making its way, and apparently he's already started to modify it. Now, um, I had an opportunity to kind of go through this and poke, poke a little around, um, but some cool little... Um, uh, photos that I wanted to draw some attention to. Now, um, I do, uh, you know, I've been loving the white. Um, oh, beautiful color. That's that the first time I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm really digging it. And uh, I wanted to show you a couple things here. All right. If it ever allows me to. Mm. Oh, my gosh. But we'll get there when we get there. Okay, there we go. There it is. So, um, you know, I, I was kind of looking through this, and it, it shows, obviously, pictures of him with, with some other vehicles um, that are there as well. But when I started kind of running through some of this, um, it was pretty interesting that – uh, like he was able to kind of get the vehicle so early and slammed. And um, now I, yeah. I started kind of putting two and two together. Um, and I'm not saying that it, he doesn't already have that item, but it does look like some of this may be Photoshop. But I think it was just for the intention to kind of let people know that, um, that you know, he, he is probably going to get that car. Now, will he get that car early? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, because uh, – Obviously, for some of these, I mean, if you look at the calibers, it's kind of a dead giveaway, right? So, hmm. um, and then um, some of these look like they're Photoshop, like, you know, um, I, I seriously doubt he'd be doing an oil change on a brand new vehicle, but, you know, and, it, and but he, <laughs> that's maybe just giving the sponsors kind of a, a little nod. But sure. I will say this to Chris's uh, credit. I mean, he does do some really amazing things with Nissan. Yeah. Will he do something amazing with the Newsy? Absolutely. Um, yeah. I just think, you know, they, they needed to get something out um, to kind of talk about the Newsy. And I, I can almost guarantee he's going to have it before everybody else. And I can't wait to see it personally because I know it's going to be good. I know it's going to be amazing. And uh, best to Chris and uh, all those, uh, all the guys on the team yeah. as they uh, start working towards that. I can't wait to see yeah. it. Um, so, yeah. What I was wondering, so I, and like you said, if they had it or if they, if they own one now, or maybe they had, I mean, I, I've heard of promotional cars, but Nissan's, I, I doubt Nissan's going to let anybody modify, like you said, these pictures to promotional cars. But I, I would think even if he has it, um, 
I mean, yeah. I mean, the suspension set up like that, unless it was a, a an exact, uh, you know, Z three seventy Z's components like that. So, I mean, I I'd like to think that maybe he had it. My question was that if he has it, let's say he does, if he has a car, is I doubt he's the only one who who, who has this early access to this car. There could be other motorsport companies that are either uh, waiting to uh, release their videos. Maybe there's some sort of announcement with that though what do you what, what do you think about other motorsports nissan related motorsport companies ha- having so i do so i actually know uh, i i know other people have had the car for advance it's made rounds for months so i, I i'm not going to name drop and, and give anybody else away unless they publicly want to do that because i mean that's an important that's an important part of their business and i, yes. I definitely don't want to take any way that away but um you know, but I, I know for a fact some other folks have had it and, you know, have had an opportunity to kind of go through the vehicle, even scan it so they could start making some development parts. So right out of the door, um, you know, right out of the gate, there's going to be performance um, availability for this car, which is extremely rare. I mean, I probably haven't seen that since like when the BRZ dropped. Um, cause when that car dropped, they, yeah. they had an opportunity to kind of, um, make the go rounds and there was so much hype about that car yeah. and there was so much, um, interest in the aftermarket, uh, motorsports, but you know, it, it, it did okay, but it didn't really, it kind of fell on its face. I do not think that's the case with the new Z. Of course not. I think, no. I think it's just going to shoot for the moon. And I, I, I really think it's a smart idea, regardless of that they have the car or not for Forsberg to do something like this. I think yeah. it's super cool. So kudos to them for getting out there and. But like I said, I know for a fact they're going to do something cool with it. He always does great stuff. I love yeah. all of his uh, Nissan uh, cars, his Datsuns. He's, he does some amazing stuff. I love his Patrol, even though it's pretty much stock for the most part. Last time I saw it, <laughs> the Ultimaniac. I mean, oh, that, yeah. that uh, Gold Z that he was drifting with forever. Oh, man. Is the, the list goes on and on. The guy has just nothing but amazing cars. And I love the fact that he's pretty much kind of a Nissan loyalist at, at this time. And, you know, yeah. for, and he's, and he's rocking with, and he's riding with Brian Highcutter, who's also winner of the GT Academy. I mean, it's mm-hmm. nothing but Nissan livery with him. And uh, again, I, I can't knock the guy and kudos to him. We support him hundred percent on the show. And uh, like I said, we can't wait to see what he puts out. Uh, here's coming soon. So. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, man. Okay. It's exciting stuff. Like you said, yeah, this is my first time actually seeing the car in white. And I remember he did have a few videos through the Instagram channel of his. And uh, very, very impressive. Kind of gets you in the feels, man. Just, I just t- – if I, <laughs> to Nissan, I say, come on already. That's the thing. It's just like they're teasing this thing. They're milking. They're, they're, I'm like, ah. They know, what they, they know what they're doing. They know they what know, they're doing. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. So we'll, we'll – We'll talk about it like we always do. It seems to be uh, something that we keep bringing up on the show, and we'll keep talking about it and keep talking about it as we go forth. So, yeah. Yep. And uh, you got some news in 60 seconds. I'm going to hold you to it. Uh, let's run through some of uh, some of the Nissan news that you got. Let's go for it. All right. News in 60 seconds, guys. Uh, we have, uh, I think, three, ep- three uh, articles to share with you very, very quickly. Let's get started off here. going to share my screen here. And go. All right. So now, uh, this is a rumor uh, from Reuters. Uh, they had had a Nikkei, uh, I think it's a, a, a media agency, uh, business, Nikkei Business Daily reported on Monday that Nissan is uh, to stop most development of new gasoline engines, which was very, very, uh, which 
even though it is a rumor, it does seem to align with much of what Nissan's ambition plan is, which is this transition to EVs. So, uh, you know, although it is a rumor still, I do believe it. It's got some truth to it uh, in some to some degree. Uh, now, for us in the U.S., uh, not so much affecting us. It's mostly in uh, Europe and in some other countries. Uh, oh, the U.S. Man. market, yeah, and why yeah, we'll, is because we'll, we will probably hold on for a long time because we're just American and that's the way we roll. For the European <laughs> folks out there, I yeah. uh, uh, kudos to you. I uh, for uh, for for going into a new world but i play a sad song for you so for all your gasoline engines <laughs> <laughs> i hear it <laughs> your heart will go on yeah. i uh i got a question does my 60 seconds per article pa- get paused when you talk or <laughs> no. and you're done. moving on down the oh, line okay all right well just to say though uh the reason why the u.s market is a little different is because trucks and suvs which are a huge uh category at least here in the states uh those the, the power and and that they have for these uh uh conventional engines is still in demand not to say they'll have uh hybrids hybrids are still on the table but uh still using that good old uh dino juice so are you uh, still talking you're about yes. this article boof next next one next one all right oh <laughs> the Nissan uh, plant is to build is to build two all new, all electric models at their Mississippi assembly plant. Uh, of course, this is in Canton, Mississippi. Overall, this is a five hundred million dollar investment uh, into their plants, and they're showing here. Uh, uh, it says investment supports retraining and upskilling nearly two thousand jobs inside that plant. It is all for the uh, transition again to EV vehicles, manufacturing and technology. Uh, they're saying that this ramp up uh, and this production of these new model these new models will begin uh, sometime in 2025. Uh, again, this is about Nissan's ambition 2030 plan. That plan is to provide 23 electrified vehicles and 15 all-electric vehicles by 2030. So it's really, again, if you want me to note out for a second, electrified vehicles, in other words, in my opinion, is like hybrid. So you have conventional with electrified power assistance. Uh, Meanwhile, there are 15 all-electric vehicles uh, as part of that lineup. So there you go. Last one. Last one, Miles. Miles, I think you're really going to like this one. <laughs> Just <laughs> go on. Next one here. We want to say happy birthday to John Morton. Uh, today, exactly, uh, is his birthday, which is February 17th. Uh, John Morton is, of course, a beloved Dotson driver, uh, racing driver uh, who raced for BRE uh, in the 70s. He is a four time SCCA national champion, uh, having driven the Dotson 510 and the 240Z. So, when I say happy birthday to him, 80 years, man. You know, we've seen him a, a, a lot of times through Z-Con uh, conventions. Got to say, man, he doesn't really act his age. He's still on the track. Last I checked, I mean, he's ripping some good some good lap times. Uh, just really impressive to still watch on the on the track. And uh, it's anything I can wait for when I'm, when I'm his age. Now, uh, side note uh, to that, did you know – so I was doing some study on John Morton, right? Uh, there is a racing cup dedicated to John Morton. And this is actually happening here this 
this this year. So there you go. That's some pictures of the man himself right there, right? Oh man, is that a new thing or has it kind of been going on? And by the way, good catch, man. Good job. Check out the big brain on Brad. <laughs> All right. Thank you. <laughs> what they are saying though, uh, so um, this is called the Morton Cup. Uh, they're saying here that there's a full four race schedule being uh, developed here in 2022. Uh, they're saying here the latest news, uh, tracks like Laguna Seca Raceway uh, Foundation uh, are posting a hold to the events. Uh, more updates to come along the way. But what they're saying here is that this cup essentially is trying to help, uh, might say, summarize or, or take, pay tribute to Morton's racing career, uh, specifically in the uh, two-liter and two-and-a-half, 2.5-liter Trans Am uh, championships. Uh, what they say here on the website, again, if you go to Morphin, uh, <laughs> Morton Trophy, Dot com. They're saying uh, to reel in the cap to to recapture the feel of the old days with big grids. Uh, officially named after the man who could rightfully be called the champion of the 2.5 Trans Am Challenge, John Morton. Over 35 car models competed uh, in two to 2.5 era of Trans Am. If you are any, if you have any of these cars, join us, and we will have a car in the spirit of the era come out and join them. So this is Mark. Uh, John Norman uh, putting this together. Honestly, Miles, I think maybe in a future episode we should probably reach out to this guy because this is this looks really cool. I mean, just we've uh, we've met Morton on a number of occasions. Um, I I have spending more time talking to uh, talking to his wife, who's um um uh, she had a book um uh, called. They wrote the, a book about his time at Shelby. Is that what you're talking still about? Still carrot. Right. Oh, 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 that's right. That's right. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, it was actually a really good book. I, I have it somewhere around here. It's actually really good. And um, I, I actually talked to her about that book when I saw him in, I think it was at Z convention in San Diego, uh, California, San Diego. That was yeah. It. Yeah. Yep. And a super nice guy. I mean, I've met him a, a few, a handful of times. And uh, I like most people like do when you get the opportunity to kind of see him at the Z conventions. Um, yeah. But a hell of a nice guy, and uh, he's always uh, always willing to sign an autograph for everybody, and uh, has tons of great stories. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, if you get a chance, I mean, he's definitely one of those guys that um, you like seeing at an event, and it's super cool that Nissan still um, definitely loves his involvement in a lot of those things, especially the Z convention guys. Uh, everything, every, you know. Uh, again, I hope to see him at, at future events, and at eighty, congratulations, man! Really. Absolutely. Happy oh. birthday, John Morton. Congratulations! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, few, uh, so a few things I kind of wanted to kind of go from here. We we have to kind of run into motorsports on that same kind of uh, racing vibe. Um, yes, let's do. talk a little bit about what's kind of coming down the pipeline. Now, for me, I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about Super GT. Um, from the last episode to this, not much has changed. We still have got uh, Super GT coming down the pipeline, not until April. So that's when officially the Super GT uh, 2022 series will begin. Uh, the first round is happening at Okayama International, um, but that is not until April 16th and 17th, which mm. we are sure to see the new Z um, come out and uh, dominate, I hope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Absolutely. So that, that's the game plan here soon. But um, some news that I wanted to kind of drop on you um, is that the new, some of the new libraries actually came out. Um, and I wanted to share a little bit of that with you, Mike, here. Go for it. Um, that uh, the Advan one, as you can kind of see behind me, um, that is the new library for uh, Advan. Oh. And um, on this uh, website that I'll kind of share with you, the new NissanZ.com, uh, they actually have quite a bit of new information on the new uh, Z, especially the library. A lot of um, bad information out there, but uh, this is a great source if you're really truly interested about the new Z. Um, this has been a great site uh, for information um, that we found here. But yeah, let me kind of run through this here for you, and you guys can see that. But yeah, some some great shots um, that they, that have been kind of pulled from the internet. Wow! Wow! So, so correct me if I'm wrong. You know, I'm I'm trying to think about Advan. And I remember seeing the uh, Advan the, the three the three fifty Z. No, no, no. I remember when they had the three fifty Z Advan. It was like a red color. So when I see yeah. them in blue, that's new to me. I, I mean, I uh, like it was it. the red and the black. I mean, they, they've changed up the livery once or twice. So they they typically have flipped between both sets of colors. But right. yeah. I mean, it's going to be really interesting uh, to see uh, these cars as they begin to roll out to the public, and they're they're definitely being spaced out. Yes. Um, and I would think intentionally, and that makes complete sense. So you're constantly keeping, keep, keeping up the hype on it. So yeah, and Nissan's been doing a great job. I mean, as you know, um, you know, the day after um, the last series ended, Nissan completely stole the show by saying dropping some crazy news about the GTRs being pulled from the 500 class um, for the for the series. So people are just like, what's going on? The rug being completely swept underneath them for the 500. <laughs> But then um, a little bit later, Nissan says, guess what? We're, we're going to be throwing in the new Z into the 500 series. Um, not a lot of news about what's going to be happening with the 300, but there are GTRs, GTRs that already competed last year within the 300 class. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, the development college uh, for Nissan, uh, the real, uh, those guys dominated last year, uh, really did a great job. I forget what they ended up taking, but they really just put their heart into it and they really put their best foot forward every time. And um, if you get a chance, go back through some of their races from last year they just were killing it i expect the same thing is going to happen this year because they've just been completely developing as a race team so i'm super excited there's a lot of stuff kind of coming down the line calsonic um or uh yeah and then we've got the advent team so we will definitely drop it on you as soon as we know more but continue to watch and uh, keep up with us when we start getting closer to april we will obviously let you know that the race coming we'll try to present you with those live feeds especially the uh the sub uh the dubbed over ones so those folks that speak english um <laughs> can definitely get, get that version it usually comes out about a day uh, about 24 hours later so we'll definitely try to have that variation for you when available so yeah very cool and i'm trying to think about it too uh man i really wish make to have some sort of uh watching party man because this is going to be a really big debut for this mm -hmm. car man i'm i'm i'd really like to be witness live odds are i'm going to end up watching this thing at 3 a.m to watch to, to, get, to get it live but oh, yeah man. yeah that's the only thing it's like uh the complete other side of the uh, the uh the planet does make it pretty interesting when you're trying to watch the races live it's like you got to go to the club all night then go home drink coffee and then just rock that out <laughs> We zombied out, but uh, or you could just catch it 
catch the dub version when it finally hits 24 hours which makes sense later so True. yeah but uh yeah uh, again um it's going to be a, a hell of a good season this upcoming year um and I, I feel like nissan um has had to be a little um budget-minded with their racing um with the racing um budget that they've had for the uh, for the last year yeah. um i feel like that may not be the case this upcoming year uh you know usually the budgets for nissan and the racing usually come out around april but they always know that they're going to get in super gts uh, which is obvious now so a lot of that stuff comes comes out in april from the company um when all the budgets kind of released and i'm hoping a lot of the motorsports stuff trickles its way down from this so maybe there'll be cup series uh maybe there'll be all kinds of different stuff but at this time nobody really knows knows anything i don't know anything um as we know something or somebody knows something let us know yeah and we're, yeah we're, we would love to we'd love to talk some rumors about what's going to be coming down the pipeline so, same thing yeah. whether it's on a professional level or grassroots level we don't care we want to see yeah you know whisper it of, whisper yeah. in our ears send us an email send me a telegram send me smoke signals i'll smoke figure signals. it out and uh we'll get this done <laughs> so formula e mike uh you guys you actually had a uh, round three uh was just uh, recently right we did we did so uh the e dams uh, sorry the formula e uh season has just gotten kicked off uh not too long ago now we are in round three uh this round three was happening inside the streets of mexico city I'm going to let this run in the background. (laughs) Go on. Your DJ skills are coming in because you can know exactly when to this right there, you know, that, yeah. All the timing. uh, I give you props on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Moving on. All right. All right. So I'm going to just run in the background. This is some uh, highlights from the uh, Mexico race round three. This was another street track. Uh, for the Formula E season, uh, this happened here last weekend, February twelfth. You know, most uh, races in the Formula E uh, league are double headers. This week was uh, not was not that. It was just one race for the entire weekend. We had twenty four thousand fans attend, from what I've uh, from what I heard uh, in this video. Uh, regarding uh, Nissan, of course, uh, we've got Buemi, uh, Sebastian Buemi. And uh, Maximilian Gunther, uh, really strong performance in practice. Let's just start off with that one, okay? So Buemi uh, finished and had a second place in in practice. Uh, again, that practice doesn't really mean much, but it was impressive nonetheless. So I think it's definitely worth saying. However, when you get into qualifying, uh, he qualified 18th, and then in the end. Uh, uh, finished in eighth place. Now, Maximilian Gunther uh, qualified tenth, finished in ninth. Overall, they were both um, uh, about twenty-five seconds behind the leader. Uh, honestly, Buemi, he, he did. You got to think about the jump that Buemi just made. He he started eighteenth, ended in eighth, a ten-spot you know, uh, a jump. Five of those positions he gained on just the first lap of the race. So that first lap, he just you know, boom, he came running out of the chute, uh, got the advantage on five cars, and then the rest of the race was him uh, taking advantage uh, and jumping up another five positions. Uh, again, for Gunther, he qualified 10th, finished in 9th, so he pretty much hovered in the same range, give or take, throughout the entire race. So still very impressive. 
Nissan brought home points for the first time this season. Both drivers delivered points. In total, they have six points for the Nissan as a constructor. Uh, that brings Nissan up uh, up to eighth place as a constructor so far this season. Uh, I do have a really good comment, man. I'm going to bump this out of here again. There was a really good comment. If you go to Nismo.com, which they do review the, the race as well, um, very, very good quote. They said that the you know the thrilling race saw multiple changes in position. Uh, both Nissan, both Nissan Edams drivers benefited from the team's energy management strategy, which allowed them to keep up the pace uh, for one extra lap that other competitors did not anticipate. Uh, what they mean by that extra lap, again, this is what makes Formula E different. It's not the race isn't a predetermined set of laps. It's 45 minutes plus one lap. So what literally happened is that when that clock hit 0, zero 45 minutes is done, the first and second uh, position drivers had just crossed the uh, the finish line or the start line. So it was actually two extra laps that they had to finish after that 45-minute set. So with that energy management system that Nissan had or that strategy really benefited them for this race. Uh, is that some nerd for you on that one? Yeah, that's pretty strong nerd. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, the next races, round four and round five, are happening in Rome, and that's not happening until April 9th and 10th. So that means we got about a six weeks gap in between the next set of races. So for us reporting, it might be a little light here in the next couple of episodes, but as soon as we get back into rounds four and five, we'll have a, a lot more to share coming going forward. Yeah, um, I, I'm super excited about the next round of motorsports on it. Uh, again, we got Rome coming up. That's in April. I mean, pretty much coinciding with Super GT. So, yeah, a lot of the stuff making its way down the line. Um, I'm super excited about um, Formula E and how it rolls out. I really hope that it's going to be um, – it's going to – they're just going to dominate this year. But I don't know, man. Like, um, I – are you concerned at all yet, or you're just uh, excited? No, I'm still optimistic, man. Round three, okay. I think. Uh, <sighs> I mean, because we are no. a few, uh, we're a few I'm, races deep. You know what I mean? And yeah, you know, it, I guess obviously a lot of people will compare a Formula E season with like an F, with like an F one season, right? Yeah. Uh, and like Formula One has like 22 races, 23 races. Uh, these Formula E is significantly less. I want to say it's like eight or nine races. So correct. But yeah, technically, so we're, coming up, we're, we're, we're coming up. We're coming up the midway point for the season. I know it seems fast because it has happened fast. But in April, it'll literally be round four out of X amount of races. I, I forget what it is, but you're right. I mean, we're damn near halfway. I'm doing. I'm. I'm making sure I have my numbers right here, though. Too. Oh, but, we're fine. We don't have to. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, however, uh, there it is. Okay, so uh, round eight, twelve. No, actually, honestly, I'm sorry, Miles. We've got sixteen rounds this this year. You know what? I, re I retract all my previous concerns. <laughs> there's and, plenty uh, of time. Yes, there's plenty of time for them to kick tail, and I do hope they kick tail. Obviously, we support the brand. We support the Dams team. Guys, 
we're going to send you nothing but positive vibes from this point. And I'm sorry, Mike doubted you in any way. <laughs> Me? <laughs> oh, man. You just stick to Super GT. I'll handle Formula E. I'm... <laughs> Ooh, excuse me, sir. So, all no, right. still so, I, I think we've got plenty of time. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So let's talk about we, – we haven't done a special segment in, in a minute. We haven't. And I think we just kind of threw everything in the in the bowl here uh, this weekend. And we're just like, you know what? Let's screw it. Let's have some fun this week. So we're going to definitely do a uh, – we haven't done one of these in a while, uh, but yeah. I was going to say we do a shut up and take my money. Um, and you found something super cool um, that, um, uh, that you know, coincidentally we we're talking about John Morton's birthday, but you found something on the internet and you shared it with me. I thought it was superly amazing. So yeah. I think it officially uh, earns a – Shut up and take my money. Go for it, man. Drop it on us. exactly right. Let's go for it, man. I'm going to share my screen on this one. Now, uh, as part of – this is actually uh, a continuation of what we were talking about earlier, which is uh, John Morton's 80th birthday. Uh, What Peter Peter Brock and everybody at BRE have done is that they announced through their Facebook channel – Facebook page that they have uh, developed a uh, limited edition poster – that uh, essentially pays tribute to uh, John Morton uh, and and the number 46 car. These are sign- signed posters, uh, limited edition. There are actually only uh, 46 prints available. So very, very limited. You can see some pictures here. I think if I'm going to zoom in a little bit more. There you go. Uh, the, the dimensions of this poster are uh, 13 inch by 19 inches. So it's a fairly decent size. Uh, they are signed, they are numbered, and uh, they're going, uh, I think here, uh, $95 through the BRE2.net is where you can find them for sale. Uh, yeah, for $94.95 for this signed poster. Uh, the artwork itself was uh, commissioned by Dennis, I'm going to get this wrong, Salnikov. <laughs> I think I got it, Salnikov. Uh, again, commemorating John Moran's 80th birthday. Uh, they just came out uh, this week, and again, they are numbered, though. So uh, for anybody who's looking for – again, these are going to go by quick. The last I checked, there's only 17 left. So, Miles, Man. I know you are you, – you like collecting posters. I, this might be – I do. I, I'm, a, I'm a little bit of a, a nerd and a fan when it comes to that. But, yeah, I, I might have to get in on that. You know, you know it would be a lot easier if I had some of those – car parts in my backyard that somebody didn't steal and I could just sell those and offset the cost. But, you know, thieves, thieves will be thieves, you know. Uh, but uh, if I ever catch that guy, he's a dead man. So. <laughs> but uh, honestly, I, I think it's awesome though, man. I really, uh, man, 17 left, man. That's, and it's, it's a hell of a price, man. You, you know, for what it is, man. I mean, I, it's, it's one of these pieces you, you end up keeping forever too, you know. Uh, yeah, I uh, I would agree too as well. I mean, it's definitely one of those things that you know uh, once you get, um, I I can't see you not not keeping it, cherishing it, framing it, and just looking at it all day. I mean, that's the nice thing about like certain posters like this. Mm-hmm. Those ones kind of sit above, and I just look at those all day. Like when I'm getting chewed out at work, or <laughs> you know, or somebody tells me I'm not good enough, or you come over to the house and I want to impress you. <laughs> Look uh, around you. This you is why, saying, and, you, yeah. and you, you wonder why I'm better than you. And I'm like, this is <laughs> look at everything that I have. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> All right. But again, yeah, that one definitely deserves a whole um, uh, shut up and take my money. Shut so. up and take my money. Yeah, yes, sir. very cool. Uh, moving on down the line, uh, we wanted to talk. We had a car feature. We haven't done one of these in a, in a hot minute. And you know that I am a little bit of a fan of these um, uh, these these cargo vans. And I know you're... <laughs> You always kind of make fun of me about it, but I really think well, that, um, you know, yeah. the, the new trend of, of overlanding is making its way just as popular as motorsports. It's, it's definitely in its infancy, but I, I feel like that market is a, a gigantic boom, um, either happening or in the, in the wake of, of happening right now. And I want to share yeah. this article with you. Um, this is actually pulled from Jalopnik and, um, it, it says, uh, the Nissan NV cargo van is an unlikely candidate for overlanding, but it just might work. Um, and it was an article by Jose Rodriguez Jr. And I couldn't agree more. Um, so it said Nissan failed to make a dent in commercial sector, but its massive cargo vans deserve a second look. Um, so what he's talking about is ultimately kind of what you're getting out of the box and then what was done with this particular one. So this particular truck is lifted. Um, uh, I want to say it's almost 37 inches. So it's massively. Wow. Lifted. Uh, yeah. Um, if I, if my river, yeah, 30 or it's massively lifted with 37 inch tires. Mm. Um, a, the rear suspension kind of kept a multi-leaf setup, um, which is still amazing. So it's got a four by four conversion and uh, I just think it's amazing. Now the fun, thing and i'll quote the article directly here it says nissan claims the nv cargo bed came with reinforced mounting points which came in handy for building and mounting of a custom interior the ultimate end result was a sizable off-roader built like a truck but with an integrated shell that's ready to turn into a camper and i it, they're 100% accurate. I mean, mm. look at this. I mean, we're looking at the frame setup of this vehicle. Wow. I mean, ultimately, you get the bones and the structure of everything you want. It's all reinforced. You know, yeah. the closest thing you could get to a cargo van that is built like, like a. Uh, like a truck, like a, like almost like a, a unibody. I mean, that's ultimately what you've got going on here. So very, very uh, interesting stuff. I mean, it's got a high roof. Um, if you've ever been in one of these, they do have a sizable space from your head up to top, even for the tallest gent, um, you know, they're, <laughs> they're, uh, they're pretty cool. Um, a tall roof inside at about 77 inches tall, which is pretty stout. Um, I personally um, have been in these before and there, there isn't much in them <laughs> because they're because they're pretty much for the for a certain industry, but you know there's an opportunity there. I I, I think if you're going to go overlanding and go camping, I think this might be the vehicle, man. Um, and I'm really interested to see what more people might kind of do with this. So, and just curious, did they say it's four wheel drive or is it still two wheel drive? Was there some sort of this conversion? is a four by four? This was a this is a. Uh, a four by four conversion. It, it was ultimately okay. put together with four by four, uh, four wheel drive components. Now the, yeah. the, for this particular um, vehicle, you know, under the hood, this is a garage. It popped the hood. Popped the hood? So what was actually in this particular one was a, a 5.0 V8 turbo diesel um, out of uh, the Cummins. So this was actually from yeah. one of the uh, Nissan Titan XD uh, models. Okay. So, yeah, I, I mean, ultimately, there's an opportunity 
I, you know, I guess Nissan could potentially put these out. I'm just super interested if somebody would ever be doing conversions like this. You know, you buy it, take it, kind of like the old um, um, days where you could buy a car from the manufacturer and then it would just be tricked out, like the old Aerostars or the, uh, you know, some of the more. Oh, yeah, stars. you're right. I remember I've seen those. Even like uh, you, you always see those Econoline ford vans with tvs built in and the plush Dude, it was a thing yeah, yeah you yeah. would just buy the car and you'd be like all right um go ahead and mod it and then boom and it would just be gone for a month getting its its uh, its guts ripped out and re and replaced with uh with the the inner workings of somebody's couch you know i mean it was just yeah. cushy you know <laughs> wood grain all around yeah just tape you know i mean you remember well, you've been in enough of those yeah well so, you know that's what that's what got me thinking about this because even though this application they're showing it for being off-road or overlanding the camping you know out in nature this reminds me of what a lot of people are doing, you know, it, even in town. Like they'll they'll say forget renting an apartment. Essentially, it's a miniature house on wheels. They'll put you know one of those conversion beds slash couch with the you know the 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 table that's a sink or something like that. You know, it's it's one of those urban living alternatives. I think which is this, like you said, it's it's. It's very empty, so it's a large canvas that you can yeah, and, and, and very mean, robust. So it, it can it's capable of being uh, fitted however you like it to be. Yeah, I mean, long days are the are the uh, um, are the 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 gloominess uh, and the the reputation that you know most vans were pretty sketchy. I mean, like you know, I mean, like if you put free ten millimeter uh, sockets on the side of it, you know, you'd probably catch a couple of those car guys getting in there, and then all of a sudden it's yeah, like Thunderdome, bitch. So you know, we definitely. <laughs> We definitely don't want to get kind of caught up with that, but, you know, but for something like this, you could definitely flip these vehicles and make some amazing um, overlanding options. And it really is taking off with the, the current generation right now that's getting into cars. They, um, you know, it gives you everything in one small package. And I, I do think it's a pretty cool contender because not everybody wants the truck with the camper on the back, you know, yeah. um, with this, it's all sealed one package. You're never going to have seals that go out. You're never going to have to pop off a camper and you just pop everything open and it doubles is so much more and it you know it it's um you know it's got the power and uh, potentially everything that you would need in one f small package i've been talking about it for a while and i told you i wanted to do a road trip in one of these well that's been, uh, that was the thing because you, you you that's how you started off this this segment which you were talking about me me here's what you want for those who don't know this is what miles wanted to do we were heading off to the colorado springs for uh zcon and we were trying to get a van uh, that was enough to hold our equipment. It was me, you, and Ion. Three guys in a van, tons of equipment, and that includes media equipment and all that other stuff. Car parts that we bought along the way or whatever it may be. And your, your suggestion was to get one of the NV uh, Nissan vans, which are gutted out. Instead of having a, uh, a seat with some cushion, you have like a – like bleachers that are that are just riveted to the floor you know and yes. for, for now for a what would you call it round trip close to three thousand mile trip or 2500 mile trip uh, man this didn't seem as fun it, it definitely would have been a, a, a maybe a cooler story yeah. you know but, here i am yeah. like i'm literally like kind of patting the, the van and i'm like dude we need this van in our lives we need this van for this trip and you guys are just like <laughs> yeah i'll see you guys there 
Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so it was just like, all right, I guess so. I guess I'm the only one that loves Nissan to this level. So yeah, I mean, oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and drop this article at this point. But yeah, I, again, a very cool feature that I wanted to show this. Um, I love this NV Cargo X. If you get a chance to kind of check it out online, it is all over the internet. This uh, article is on Jalopnik. Just type in uh, Nissan NV Cargo or the Cargo NV uh, Cargo X. Check it out. A uh, very cool uh, vehicle. Um, and again, um, if you uh, if you want to go rent one, you can definitely rent yes, one. Do it. Yes, they are. You're right. <laughs> you still own. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and let this die. But oh, yeah. good. Hey, well, one well, of these, one of these that, days we're going to take a trip. That's it. So. Yes, I'm down for that, though. Uh, in the meantime, before we do, though, we did get some comments from social media talking about the car feature. Uh, we had a few from uh, Chris Guzman saying that uh, it says here, too bad they stopped production of the Nissan cargo van for the time being well i mean in i think he was set differentiating between nissan has made cargo and passenger nv vans i guess at the same time were they two different models correct or, yeah or the, the, uh, you have the uh, you have the nv 200 which is the smaller version which is okay it's still pretty cool in its own right like it's yeah. It's a small industrial vehicle. This one's that is the bad boy. That's um, the that big one. Okay. That's the big, the big one. And if you ever get a chance, if you ever see them like up front, like if you ever see them, you're like, it's it's like the backside of a bus. I mean, it is yeah. right there in your face. Now yeah. take that and then raise that sucker up, and then you play some Freebird in it with your big mountain tires. That's it. That is it. That's just a ponytail waiting to happen. That's right there, brother. That's it. But I'm telling you, that is a Chris Guzman. I can see Chris Guzman rocking that with a a nice mullet. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, yeah. Anyway. um, But yeah, fanboys movies come to play. It's uh, yeah. (laughs) Never mind. There's a movie called um, Fanboys. It's a Star Wars nerd movie. If you get a chance, check it out. Great movie. Great reference, Chris. Love you. Awesome. 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 All right. All right. Uh, well, you know, if it's cool with you, Miles, we'll go ahead and get into this next segment, which uh, it kind of continues off of what we were talking about at the beginning of the show, which uh, let's just get right into it. So we want to do a back alley chat. And the topic we want to talk about is regarding salvage yards, that car, you know, grabbing parts off of who knows what it's that salvage yard junkie life. I mean, junkie literally like you're at a junkyard grabbing these things and honestly like after a while like i said i enjoy it i know you enjoy it It, i would i don't know if i'd call it an addiction that can't be an addiction what do you what do you think well you know (laughs) okay so we're talking about ultimately what's the question here like um um you know well, how how addicted is addicted but uh, you know, <laughs> um so uh, let's ask the question here and we're just going to ask it for for everybody so what's life like as a nissan salvage yard junkie um i would say uh, you know and why i guess that's the biggest thing but why why think of the and, savings uh, Not yet. Why? but then everybody else kind of looks at you like no, it's like the same guy who goes to Goodwill, man. It's, it's, screw you, man. It's well, the Goodwill of car say, parts. But I will say this, though. I'm. It's not a – when you have an older car, 
And this isn't necessarily for the guys out there with like Q50s, Q60s, 370Zs. Even the 350Z guys are barely getting into that right now. Or the uh, uh, some of the guys with like the newer Frontiers, you know, like the um, yeah. some of the guys with some of the newer cars. I mean, the Junkyard's always a great option um, if your car has made its way to that, the pick and pull from time to time. But yeah. the beautiful thing about that is on certain cars, you can go and get uh, a multitude of things kind of fixed for a fraction of the cost. And it, it really is a beautiful thing when it, it gets even crazier when you start getting into older cars. And I'll say this for all our Dotson brothers out there, brothers and sisters out there who are kind of hunting down things. I mean, if you would have told me back in the day that uh, well, I'm going to take this back 10 years. So if you would have told me that the Dotson S30 chassis here in the United States were worth anything relative to what they are today, yeah. Oh my God! I would have I would have just kept buying and stockpiling him and telling the wife that she's don't leave me. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna be rich one day, I promise. And um, but there's some truth to that. And the rationale for it is because all plastic basically gets brittle and cracks. Um, yeah. All foam based dashes split. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, all parts kind of go out of production and get and get hoarded up because there's people like you and me that kind of not necessarily hoard it, but we have to start our collections or trying to re redo things. Or you got guys yeah. that are just flippers, or you guys that are parts flippers. Like like I do a little yeah. bit of it myself. I restore yeah. and part flip stuff Same all the time right. on eBay. So what the reason why uh, what what we do what we do is you you want to make sure that if you don't want to pay the ridiculous pricing that kind of comes with some of the stuff. Like I would definitely say like some cars have, have kind of fallen into like the drift tax. Um, yeah. You know, like the, like the Nissan 240SX. Yeah. 240SX is for the longest time were readily available in junkyards. You could always find stuff. There was always the same things that were taken and that was pretty much it. And then the drift tax kind of happened. And now 240SXs are worth ridiculous money. And, yeah. you know, and because they're just all destroyed. They, they ran through them and they're done. But, you know, why do people just go and they strip down the car two days after it's been there? The reason why is because the availability of parts just are not there. People are trying to restore these vehicles. People are trying to get that. So, you yep. kind of learn to kind of stockpile. You learn to find yeah. out what the important things are. You know that like, damn, that's a rare thing. You better get that. Like finding yeah. clocks on dashes and dots and chart and dots and that's another one. Tachometers. Yeah. Tachometers, Tachometers 620. Yeah. Well, if you know, for the years, years you could find a clock, it'd probably be like 50 or 60 bucks. You're like, damn, that's pretty rare. But then eBay and like these other guys start setting these crazy price markets for these stuff. So you got guys paying $380 for a clock out of a Dotson Dash, and you're just like, what the cigarette lighters <laughs> for like $80? And you're just like, what is going on? Like, when yeah. when did yeah. this flip happen where stuff yeah. just got out of control and it's just these these eye gouges? prices even you know buying stuff out of japan wasn't even that complicated even through ebay and then what's that other website that you and i bought stuff through uh, uh joss joss j-a-u-c-e joss.com or even the old uh japan japan uh, yahoo auctions and stuff like yeah, that yeah. those were yeah. great too back in the day there was great availability of stuff and i absolutely i used to nerd out trying to get some stuff i wish i would have gone back and been broker <laughs> more money but you know it kind of it, it i guess there's definitely an addiction we're, we're in love with the brand we're in love with everything yeah. that was yep. 
that was available at the time, you know, yeah. especially the period correct stuff. But that stuff doesn't exist anymore. So therefore, if it doesn't exist anymore, or people are hoarding it, yeah. or there's less and less of it, or people just never took care of it and decided to like spray paint them gold, whatever their part was, and just ultimately destroyed it. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I mean, less and less makes for rarity. Rarity makes for more value associated to something. So. Yeah. There's yeah, two things. I, yeah, yeah Sorry. there's two things that you mentioned to me and it w- that, that I think is like you said, yes, as these cars get older, I would say in this case, let's just call it 25 years at the 20 to 25 year mark. If you've got a car that you love, start collecting uh, for your personal sake, you know, because when things go bad, I give you an example. I, I got some throttle bodies for the, the VG 30 and I just have them. You know, I paid very little for them, but you know what? I'm going to box them up throw them in the attic. And so whenever that time comes, you know, when I have that car and a spring, a linkage, whatever it is, goes bad, That's you know what? I'm covered. Starters, alternators, all that. So for those listening, I would definitely recommend it. Yeah. Second and one then, is, go ahead. I was going to say tips and tricks for those that what Mike is kind of talking about. And he kind of perused over something real quick that I want to share with you. Yeah. If you're ever like, okay, I, I'm, I've got a great, uh, I've got a car and my car is 20 years old. What do I do? What do I start hunting for? How would I know that if I wasn't as nerdy as you guys or anybody else? Well, guess what? Just think logically on the stuff that kind of breaks, you know, um, it doesn't have to be everything that's under the sun, but if it's, if you're rocking a rare color interior wise on something, guess what? You want to start stocking up because yeah. there's limited editions of rare colors on interiors. If you're if you're Joe Everybody, all right, you might be okay on a lot of stuff. But plastic stuff that's already breaking for you, guess what? It's breaking for yep. other people too because certain yep. plastics just break. Buy if you got extras, yep. buy them, tuck them away. Electronics, PTUs, yes. uh, ECUs, um, sensors. Um, um reasonable, well, reasonable sensors like the ones that control ignition timing um mm-hmm. if you've got distributorless systems thinks about those they really do make a difference for those yep. um i'm a big fan then, of starters and alternators just as a basic and, and as, mean, as a yeah. car gets older you start noticing this everybody breaks the same thing well guess what that's the rare part you need to kind of go <laughs> for. and then once you start seeing stuff check um fall out of availability it naturally just kind of do that yeah. um you know i i am still a big uh proponent of forums please get on forums get familiar with your cars and what's mm-hmm. available what's being cut out because guess what nissan and infinity don't make parts forever um there yeah. isn't going to be some some parts fairy that's going to start making your stuff 20 years later um you know even for the and guys are out there yeah there's sheet metal that's coming out but guess what all that plastic stuff don't exist yeah. right now so you still gotta really hunt the rarity of all that garbage you know yeah. and people want to grip for it so you know get out there go hunt yeah. and that's, best of luck to you go ahead yeah well that's what i was thinking too which was uh i mean i think we can say we can both say that when we go to the salvage yard it's not out of necessity it's more of a hobby Thank God I count my blessings on that one, though. But when we go, right, we're, we're, we're searching for replacement parts uh, that we are parts that we want to have for our personal collections. We're looking for those parts that are hard to find and then even looking for parts. Again, how you said the flip and even uh, again, for me, I just take the basics starter alternator. Those go bad. If you can find a clean used oem starter or alternator you can take them down to the parts store get the i swear to god you pay an extra dollar for the warranty get the warranty go to the parts store have it chart have it checked you don't have to put it on the car you can literally test it on a machine 
on a sure. bench tester. And then, honestly, uh, oh, that's the other thing. The beauty, well, depending on which junkyard you go to, their their pricing models, the the how they how they sell parts. A lot of times now they'll sell you something regardless of its make and model. They don't care what it came off of. They just know that it's an alternator or a set, some other sensor. And so they have flat pricing. And so in this case, yeah. I tell you, I mean, an alternator was 20 bucks. I know that I cleaned it. I uh, tested it. It's all good. And you can go eBay it and, uh, you know, probably double That's your money. At least it's almost worth what the core is anyway. So, yeah. yeah and it, it's always nice to kind of keep that stuff. In. And like what Mike's saying, it's like, you know, there are rebuildable options. He goes, but the OEM yeah. stuff is just, is I hate to say it. Sometimes there's no, um, there's no uh, replacement for some of the OEM stuff. And uh, you'll kind of learn that as you move through yeah. your uh, destroying your car and uh, <laughs> and keeping it alive and uh, kind of going that route. So, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. a, a few other things, you know, uh, one thing I wanted to touch about that people probably never think about is um, if you ever buy donor cars or you ever buy complete vehicles, glass, glass is really a big deal. Um, glass is one of those few things that actually kind of goes out. Um, if it's flat, straight glass, you can probably get somebody to cut it. But when you're talking about curved glasses, anytime you can yep. get your hands on that stuff, glass, sometimes it's kind of nice to buy that, leave it in the box and forget about it. Um, yeah. You would be surprised how much um, glass goes away and it's gone forever. And the trim that goes around it. Rubber, um, you know, anytime you can buy that stuff in lot, like a uh, lot um, auctions through eBay, even though it's flea bay and the markups there, just think about buying that stuff. If you can box it, sit on it. Don't spend a grip. You don't have to spend a lot of money, but just kind of do that. And then if you ever sell your vehicle too, as well, you've got a box of parts that you could mark up potentially and get your money back anyway. So it's always kind of nice service manuals. Service manuals are actually um, uh, becoming less and less frequent uh, as you see them back mm. in the day. I'm not talking about the Haynes magazines. Those are great, but they usually don't give you what it, I'm talking about the fatty boom, batty. Nissan <laughs> books. Um, if you can find them, um, keep hunting for them. Don't pay the crazy prices, but everybody should have one of those. If you're, especially if you're working on your car, great reference guide, and then um, find your forums associated to car. If they, exist or if they're worth anything of merit so just uh, that's my two things um ion chimed in gm one wire alternators for the win <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah good point good point interchangeability is also a big yes. deal so um you know learn uh what parts are kind of interchangeable headlights for some of the dots and stuff can be interchanged for some of the bmw well, stuff um, well and so, i'll be honest with you man i mean again I, I are we giving away secrets of the pros here but like it's amazing. <laughs> it was amazing to me how many Infinity J30s I saw that were untouched. Literally, it's because like people four, don't think they're don't, people don't think about interchangeability, and yeah. interchangeability is a big deal. If you think about it, that's a whole VG30DE just sitting right there. All you got to do is change out the plenum, and you're pretty much ready to rock. You know, and, uh, and yeah. just swap parts over unless you want the. You could take that. Technically, you could take that plenum, and it's not that big of a deal. I mean, you can make that work. There's spacing in it. We, we, I'm not going to nerd out, but I'm just <laughs> but, but the point is, why, why are we talking about this? Why are we nerding out about it? It's because, you know, we care about you caring about your car. Um, so we try to give you these tips and secrets. Um, um, one before – man, I'm all over the place because you got me all excited now. Go for it. You but, are. But, but bolts – Bolts, bolts, bolts. Anything that's metal, bolted, guess what? They get rusted on them. And 
if you, I, I want to say one of the biggest, most hurtful things that I have to pay for from time <laughs> to time is when I've got to buy a specialty stupid bolt that's just like this. And because it has some weird pitch thread on it, yeah. I've now got to buy this bolt or I've got to try to go hunt for it for the better part of a week or two weeks. But yeah. originally I had that bolt and I just never chose to clean it or redo it. So buy your bolts, get yourself a nice one of those little Home Depot buckets and toss that sucker right in there. Get yep. yourself one of those, uh, what's that rust um, stuff. And then eventually CLR. just kind of go through CLR or the, uh, there's another one that uh, rust away or whatever. Anyway, yeah. go through your bolts, clean them. Sonic cleaners um, are, are great for cleaning up those things. If you have the means, if you have yeah. evaporust, there you go. Thank you. Ion. Yeah. But um, for those that have the means, definitely try to clean up your parts and find a, um, uh, a plater in your area. Me personally, I like to do a lot of nickel and cad plate and everybody's like, man, why do you spend, uh, why do you spend so much time cleaning your parts and stuff? Um, is because guess what? I want to just grab something out of the bin yeah. and just do that. And then occasionally somebody else might need it. And I might sell it and recoup my costs. And yeah. that's how you kind of keep the hobby alive. You know, I may go and I may spend, you know, we're going to talk about 80, maybe a hundred pounds worth of nuts and bolts. And, bracketry. <laughs> and I know it sounds crazy, but we're talking 80 pounds worth of bracketry and nuts and bolts. And this is a super nerdy thing to do. But then uh, I drop it off. When I get this stuff, it, it's like gold. It's, it's, it's nut gold. If that is. Yeah. <laughs> but I've got, I've got this, these pounds of stuff that come. And of course I've got to sort through it. It might take me a few couple nights to kind of sort through it, but guess what? I can grab anything off the shelf and it's ready to go. And then if somebody needs a nut and bolt there, if I like them enough, I might give them the bolt or I might, if I don't know them or I don't like them, I might guess I'll have to charge them for it. But I mean, my point is you got everything clean, nice, ready to go. And I've replaced stuff on your stuff. Yep. Uh, on your cars and you're just like wow how much that makes a difference um and the way a vehicle time. looks you know i've so. I, i've had i've had some good compliments from people <laughs> just who want you know we had a car show and the hoods popped and when you've got every bolt that's visible that looks brand new i mean it's a it's a nice touch it's 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 what can i say it's it's small it's subtle it's not like it's some big flashy you know with a crazy color or whatever this is just tasteful it's clean yeah just, and that's the thing uh, yeah. it's a stock you know it's a stock it looks bowl. just it's like brand some, new yeah yeah it looks just like brand new like you just bought like you just was, went out and just spent ridiculous amounts of money and they're just like man that guy's yeah. nuts he just he took all those bolts and cap plate but it make mm -hmm. it really does change the entire look and feel of the car you're almost to that mm -hmm. point it yeah. popped the hood Pop the hood. Pop the hood. <laughs> Check out all my cap plated bolts or my nickel plated bolts. Well, yeah. But. I, I will say just like you said earlier though, how we how you begun this this whole rant, which was every bolt if I'm taking a part off a car, like, like I'll give you an example, I had to pull an alternator off. Every bolt I took off, I threw it in into my tool bag immediately. So I, I don't even care. My if tool I put bag, the time you mean, in, you mean your, your tool bag? Because I know you didn't pay my, for the nuts and the bolts. That in my prison wallet. Yeah, yeah. One you of the two. Your prison wallet. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, you're right. Yeah. All the accessory and hardware bolts. That's a big thing. I always do that because you you'd be surprised how much of that little stupid stuff that you're just like, damn, I wish I had this bracket or I wish I had that, and it's just like, man.
yeah, yeah for real. So it's, anyway, it's gone really well. And by the way, guys, I mean, I know, of course, it, things are different uh, in different parts of the country, no matter where you're listening to us or seeing us from. So at least yeah. for us, I mean, I think we're pretty grateful uh, that we're in a part of the country that relatively decent weather throughout the year. It's hot, but I mean, it's not unbearable. We're in, we're in Texas, but yeah. Another thing too, is like, you know, Mike touched on, we, we were talking about doing a rose trip when we we're talking about the NV article and you know, from time to time, maybe it's, it's worth just picking a route, you know, like taking off for a Saturday and a Sunday and just picking like, you know, we're going to go junking all that weekend and yep. just, you know, you got 400 bucks in your pocket each and you're just saying, Okay, let's make some phone calls. Who's got what? And they'll if you're nice, if you call a lot of junkyards, um, you they'll pretty much give you an inventory of what they have. Oh. And if it's worth your while, you say, Hey, look, I'm gonna be driving in and out of town. Do you mind if I get a photo of what you got out there for those cars? I'd really appreciate it. And then we'll be out there and boom. And then you just take all your tools with you and then go. We've I know it sounds super crazy, well, yeah. but it's actually been one of the best and funnest times I've ever done with most of the guys that I know that I do that with. Yeah. I mean, we just take off. I mean, me and Mike have done it. Um, I, Ion, um, yeah. I think I might've done it once or twice. Well, when we take long road trips, we, we sort through the back and the small towns and the junkyards, we look for them. Uh, that's, that's what we do. Yeah. And that's how we come up with all our weird stuff. So, yeah. Well, it's really cool about that too, is that you mentioned about inventory is that thanks to the, being the, uh, with the 21st century or whatever, uh, we uh, you can go online. A lot of these record yards, at least the popular ones, are the ones that actually have some investment in them. Their entire inventory of cars is online, and you can search through it. They'll even tell you what day that car came in. So, yeah, if you're just randomly looking and you see a, let's say in this case, a, a 350Z or 300ZX that just came in the day before, you're like, you got to act on that one quick. I would say how fast to react well, like you know what i mean what's funny is like like yeah. you would say that and then i it literally like there's a handful of people that i message yeah and i'm like bro we gotta go and you're like why what are you talking about pack your bags i'll be a pick you up in an hour and yeah like, yeah it literally is that's how we roll man i mean if you look i mean that's yeah literally that happened we <laughs> tore that entire thing apart in a day you know what i mean and that was like yeah. me i on a couple of the other boys and we ripped everything out of that sucker but yeah. my point is that's kind of what it takes when the hobby level gets to that point but don't you know know your limits know your space issues yeah. um you know um if you are going to do the whole we're buying a whole car to strip down make sure you got buddies that are that are uh as um as uh, nerdastic <laughs> as yourself, that are as clever that with the, the drum brake issues. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> clever with the drum brake issues. Yeah, make sure somebody else has got a, a vehicle they can just rip the other car off like we did. But yeah, um, you know, just some helpful hints. I hope some of that helped out. It was a little bit of ranting and a little craziness. Oh, but, I love it, man. Again, um, that's what this is, man. Go, yeah, <laughs> we're definitely dorks. But, um, you know, I uh, want to talk about a, a, a hardcore nerd uh, that knows everything and usually has pretty good feelers out. Ion, I actually uh, brought it in. He goes, clipsandfasteners.com. It's websites mm. like those, and he's 100% accurate. I'm going to give him a nerd just for that one. Nice. I actually but, have one. Yeah. Yeah, go I, for it. I actually have one story. Uh, it was actually just coincidence. We had a local club meeting um, last week, and we were talking about Savage Yard uh, deals in general. And – What's funny about certain salvage yards, of course, that they have promotions. Promotions is what gets you in the door. You know, yep. um, you know, 
in this in this case, or oh, they have some where they're like, you know, fill a, a five gallon bucket for fifty bucks. We don't care what's inside of it. Like those are some really cool opportunities sometimes, depending on what you're searching. searching yeah, wheelbarrow, the wheelbarrow days. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. They they have a little yeah. limbo stick, and like, as long as it fits underneath the, the stick, you're it's all yours for five hundred or for hundred bucks or something like that. Those yeah, are, I know it's crazy. Like, yeah. There was one though, man. This is a crazy story though. Uh, our buddy, oh you, uh, you know, uh, uh, Ricky Press. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was telling a story where um, there was this one salvage yard in town, and they say, well, we give you um, – it's a structured discount. So if you can get to the register by 9 a.m., you get 40% off. If you get there by 10 a.m., it's 30% off. And it goes – keeps on going like until about 10%. <laughs> Every hour, you lose 10%, right? And this guy, he's like, you know what? I'm going to beat this. So this is on a Saturday, this promotion, right? So he goes out on Friday, goes to the car, finds the car, and tears it all. He, he was pulling an engine and transmission. He's like, because you can't pull an engine and transmission from a salvage yard within an hour, right? So he goes on Friday right. night or Friday, Friday, takes everything apart to where all he has is like five bolts and the whole thing comes out, right? And he's all like, it's going to be perfect. I'm going to roll in here at eight and um, I'm going to pick this thing by nine and re- pay for it. It's 40% off, right? He goes, he did that. The next day, he gets there at eight, you know, eight oh five. Transmission's gone. Somebody already picked it before. So he did it. He did all the work. All the work for somebody else. And Son it was for a... yeah, trying to get that deal, man. And it backfired. I was like, oh man, that's so heartbreaking sometimes. Um, one last thing, you know what? Someone had mentioned this. Too. <laughs> Imagine though, because that's the thing about, and there's there's. There's a weird like silence that's in most junkyards. It's just like you and then like another guy like half a mile down the road. And like yeah. sometimes when they're like taking stuff off and you'll just break it and you're just like, God damn it. And you just hear. Loser. You're, just, you're, so, you're so mad at yourself. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, or sometimes you win, you get it. And you're just like, damn. I mean, there's, there's definitely, I mean, there's like, there's these crazy like pitfalls of just like success and loss yes. that happens in the, well, in the dust of the junkyard. Well, it's that, crazy. You bring up a really good point because you are right, man. I, I won't lie, man. There was a crank angle sensor that I was trying to get out that was seized. And uh-huh. obviously it's, it's, a, it's a good part to have and it, it, it broke on the way out, right? So I'm like, dang it, I ruined that part. But the beauty of it was that I didn't pay for it yet. So what I'm, I think what I'm saying that too is that for those who are even like very new to the automotive, like they just want to know what their car is, how it's put together. Like honestly, the salvage yard could be used as a classroom in many cases where you can go out there, tear some things apart, get to know what you're really after. Um, you, you know, you learn some things at and you're not really buying anything per se. Yeah. That way you can take all that knowledge, go to your car and hopefully make a lot less mistakes and yeah. uh, pricey mistakes too. You know? I will say this though. If you're, if you're one of those guys and, and I, you know, he's actually on tonight, but like Chris Potter, when I, when I first met Chris, uh, yeah. amazingly uh, fanatical Z32 guy. Um, but he, you know, he, he didn't have an opportunity to like turn on a lot of cars. So going to the junkyard was an open opportunity for him to basically go out there and trial and error and break whatever he needed to break to get stuff off and really 
Um, that's where I really learned how to really tear stuff apart. I knew how stuff was going to break or how it was going to come apart nicely and neatly. Yep. I learned how to fender roll in a junkyard. Um, so oh. I went to a junkyard. Yeah. Uh, so I've, I've had a fender rolling business for a better part of a decade and I'll leave it off. If you're local, I care if you're not local, don't worry about it. <laughs> but I learned how to fender roll ultimately in a junkyard. And the reason why is I would just come with my fender roller. I'd come at 8 a.m. And I, and I would basically, they didn't care. And I just gave them like a few bucks and I would just, I would pick all day long. And while I was picking, I would just set up the car and I would learn to fender roll out mm. there and learn how things are going to break, how the car feels, how the roller feels. Um, and I learned to start customizing all my rollers um, to the cars and get the best rolls and the angles and things that I needed. And I could nerd out about fender rolling forever. But anyway, um, my point is mm -hmm. that um, there's a lot of opportunity there in the junkyard um, and it really is a pretty cool place to go. And there's a lot of education. Um, so um, yeah. Chris goes in and he goes, yeah, pick my fair share of parts. Miles rolled my fingers. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, yeah. You know, what's funny, honestly, this is a funny story. A uh, good friend of, he, he's a good friend of mine. Um, well, you know, uh, 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 we call him Redford, right? Yeah. You know, Redford. He, um, I really first met him in the middle of a junkyard. Like we were both in the Z section or the <laughs> Nissan section of the lot. And he had come to a club meeting, like let's say two months before it was, he was like a one-timer and it was just coincidence. I go, dude, I know you, you know, and we kind of talked for a few minutes and sure enough, he started coming back to the club meetings more and more often. And and now, I mean, he's part. He's like an, a club officer, for God's sake. This is kind of crazy. The way you make friends while you're out there, too. You know, it's it's. And that was easily eight yeah. years ago. You know, so it's, yeah, it's, it's true. I, I've it's I've actually met people out there and then seen them later in in passing, or we would get to talking about cars and be like, "Hey, what do you need? Like, do you need something?" I was like, <laughs> "Yeah," and we would just kind of do this like weird car part drug deal like thing yeah is like you know what do you look oh i got dude i got that at the home call me and but the thing is it kind of goes back to that like that that z community and and that's kind of it, and it kind of ties in with what we do here you know that yeah. that's with this is all we really care about is kind of creating a community bringing it closer together giving us a chance to kind of occasionally chat and talk just like this yep and that's what it's all about you know it's all about keeping the cars on the road and some of the best friends that i have in this world just happen to kind of blossom out of the z community um you and and some of the folks that are on with tonight ion chris i mean i absolutely love those guys oh jesse satello um yep. so um yeah i mean it's uh, like you said and, earlier too if you spend you get to know these guys and and, and uh Kind of like how the background I have, I did it for a reason because it's like it's conversations like this that will leave you out in a parking lot late at night, nothing going on. And that's why I got the background of a of an empty parking lot. So I was like, I think it's a perfect setting for a conversation like this. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Like how many times like car nerds will just basically we'll be out talking and we'll just. I mean, I can go to car meets, I can go to car shows, I can go to car events, but like you'll start to create, pick up dust as it were, and you people start t conversating and talking. And next thing you know, there's like 15 of you just sitting around talking and like, hey, it's 10 o'clock, we got to shut the lights off. You guys look weird. The uh, manager comes out. Yeah. The employees <laughs> are kind of worried about you guys in the parking lot. We've closed our doors an hour ago. Did you need something? Like, just. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, um, yeah, I, th 
that's all I kind of wanted to say. Uh, yep. Again, um, you know, yeah, good, good, uh, good stories, Mike. You feel yeah, like man. you got it all out tonight? You feel like you got it all out? <sighs> I feel good. Yeah, I mean, because this whole topic to me started this last weekend, and I was like, you know, what? this would be a great conversation to have. And honestly, it's worth revisiting, dude, because there's always a new story that comes back around. So maybe later on we can pick it up again some other time. Well, we got to close out the night here with a few events um, upcoming this week. Uh, let's go ahead and switch gears into events. Um, this upcoming um, a week uh, of February 18th through the 20th, if you happen to be in the Austin area, Austin, Texas is going to be hosting Super Lap Battle um, again this year over at uh, Circuit of the Americas. Um, um, check that out at superlapbattleusa.com. Um, you can still get them $12 online tonight. Um, I don't know when they stop that deal. Probably going to be tomorrow. Pretty soon. Um, $20 yeah. day of. Um, if you get a chance, uh, go and check it out. You're going to have, uh, as far as Nissan being at that location, we know for a fact uh, Life Motorsports is going to make their way out to that. For those that don't know, they've that's the car that's been all over Super Lab Battle, the massive GTR, which we've shown on the uh, show a few times, who's coincidentally going to be making a run up to Pikes Peak this year as well. So I uh, mm-hmm. definitely want to go out there, check it out. Uh, me and Mike and some of the other boys from the from the group are going to be attending. We just I think I don't think yep. collectively we figured out what day we're going to go. I think Sunday is looking like the, the day we might be going to party, but um, mm-hmm. maybe Saturday and Sunday. I don't know. We'll figure it out. So. We'll figure it out. We'll yep. definitely be there at one point or another, uh, snapping some photos. If anybody's around, come hang out with us. Yep. Um, we message always welcome us. Uh, anybody. Yeah, message us and just let us know in your town. We'll go, dude. So, all uh, right. Uh, what else do we got coming down the pipeline, Mike? Moving on to the next, ep- uh, the next uh, uh, event. Uh, we're talking about Branson Z Fest uh, happening June 1st through the 5th, uh, happening in Branson, Missouri. So this one, this is actually another event that we plan on be, to, to go to. Um, yeah, yeah this I, is I have our calendar kind of cleared for this. Yeah, I think we have our calendar cleared for for the most part. Um, so we definitely, I've never, uh, I would love to go to this event. I, I haven't gone um, and really experienced the full aspect of it, but I'm super excited about going. Um, so yep. yeah, I, I'm, I want to do it. Uh, I'm, I'm in, let's, let's do it this year it looks like it looks like a super great event they definitely put a lot of thought and it's developed and i feel like there's a huge resurgence on this event so if you get a chance to check it out i'd highly recommend it uh this year but uh talk about the dates mike talk about what's happening this year yeah, a series of events uh, happening, uh, we might call sub-events that are happening throughout the entire uh, five days uh, of Branson Z-Fest. Uh, you can see here on the schedule, uh, you know, of course you got various social gatherings, dinners, maybe a, a, a little bit of booze being passed around, having some fun. It's, it, very is, it is very much a social gathering. Of course, no driving on those nights, very safe as well. Uh, we've got some extreme carding happening uh, on Wednesday. I'm looking here also, uh, game night. Thursday. Now you are in Branson, Missouri, which is sort of a tourist destination. I haven't been before, so it's going to be new to me. I'm looking pretty, pretty. Uh, I'm looking up, looking up, <laughs> looking up to it. Looking, looking forward to it. And then uh, uh, lots of cruise opportunities to get out there. So uh, there are some guided cruises. And then there's a lot of them. You can just go out on your own, get a few buddies, find a road because you're out there in the near, close to the Ozark area. So a lot of twisty roads uh, out into some hills. So it can be a lot of fun while you do that. Uh, and then lastly, of course, you've got some car shows, closing ceremonies uh, happening uh, near the end of the uh, of the show. Um, 
I guess it says here again, yeah, starting on Wednesday and the uh, the send off is on Sunday morning. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm making plans. Uh, we'll be out there for those who are interested. You definitely need to get yourself into a hotel at the host hotel, preferably. Uh, I believe, believe this year, the way it works, I believe you have to call the hotel and let them know what block you're in. So, uh, I'm sure you can go to BransonZFest.org and it'll t- give you all the details on how to do that. How's right, that for I'm you? in. Yeah, I said yeah. we go this year and we'll, we'll have a good time. But yeah, um, kudos to Josh and his entire army of uh, voluntold volunteers <laughs> uh, for doing it. I mean, putting these events together is no easy task. And uh, we just mm-hmm. want to say thank you to them for putting this event together um, and continuing it on with its legacy. Um, they're doing a great job. Um, love you guys. And yeah. uh, like I said, we'll see you soon. So Cool, cool. Uh, last one, last one, Miles. We're, of course, we're talking about the – uh, 35th annual ZCon 2022 happening in Birmingham, Alabama. This is actually about a not about uh, what you call it, about two months after Branson, uh, July 25th to the 30th. Uh, Birmingham, Alabama. I've been before, uh, maybe a few times, and uh, it's actually a really nice t- town. Um, the uh, oh, the, the local car club, which is the Iron City Z Club is hosting this event. Again, the main thing, whether you're thinking about it or not, two things is that track day. If you're interested in track day, get it now while it's still available. Uh, they might even be sold out by now. It just depends on how, how much time uh, we have left. There are actually two track days for this event, uh, which is like one of the first times, one of the only times that ZCon has actually done that. So that's a, a really big plus for you track junkies. And then the same thing with the host hotel. Uh, book ahead as soon as you can. You can go to zcon.org to get more details on that. And that's events. All right. Yeah. That's events. Yeah, we might have loved some stuff off, but guess what? You should have told us about it. So if you know that there's events that are coming around, let us know. Uh, Bert was talking about, he said, is it nostalgic? Um, two days this weekend. Uh, I think he's Ooh. right, but I think uh, that's Japan. Here. Note that it matters. Not that it matters because Japan is still closed. Yeah, exactly. Mm, so, um, but yeah, it's definitely a good event uh, happening in Japan. Um, yeah, we got to keep, you know what, Mike? That's actually a good point. Um, Bert, uh, we need to keep, we may not be able to attend some of the stuff in Japan, but at least we can drop the dates for for our, uh, for our family all around the uh, the world that might be listening and are jumping in from time to time. Yeah. Uh, we're giving the dates. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, for like Nismo Fest and stuff like that. You are right. I mean, I'm honestly, dude, based on our data, our listenership is more than just the U.S. market. So we do have listeners in Japan. So we definitely owe it to them. Yeah. That's a good point. We got two listeners in Canada. We're global at this we're, time. We're, the, we're, we're doing it for the people. Okay. No. <laughs> it's true, actually. I mean, we don't do this for – we do this for, for you guys out there. And like I said, um, it only works if you kind of feed us some of the information that's happening in your neck of the woods. And also, if there's something that you want to talk about, don't be shy. We've got an email, and we have complete services that you can reach out to us and talk to us. I mean, we, we all always listen and we always respond so let us know this is your community help us build it (laughs) that sounds good miles um again yeah uh if we haven't mentioned it before um you mentioned various social media outlets we actually just revised our uh, nissan nerd.com web page uh we've actually just 
given some updates, uh, added the YouTube channel on it. Uh, that way, uh, again, you can find us on, on various outlets. Uh, we, of course, we have the Facebook page. We are building up our Instagram page as we speak. So if you are a fan and use that often, find us, add us, like us, get us uh, connected with you. And that's just another way we can connect with you and have some fun. Uh, YouTube will have a recap of all these videos, the, the video version, obviously. And, of course, all of our uh, podcast networks, uh, you name it, we're on there. Most major uh, podcast networks, uh, you can find us and get the audio version of this one. So, um, so far, so good. Uh, again, of course, if you want to find us directly, uh, info at NissanNerd.com. That takes us direct. That takes you directly to our inbox. Just like Miles said, all of your uh, events that are happening in your area, whether it's in the in the U.S. Uh, worldwide, just just. Just, just write us. <laughs> Drop a line. Please, please. Let us know. Call, <laughs> Call and, me. Uh, yeah, we'll go from there. So, <laughs> uh, But, again, thanks for everybody for staying on with us tonight, um, parting with us a little bit. It's a good um, time. We want to yeah. say um, thank you. Uh, we wouldn't be doing this without your input. Um, I uh, want to give you guys a little uh, comp pie. So. All right, man. <laughs> You're right. I'm gonna say, uh, for me personally, Kampai. Mm. Boom, Kampai guys. And uh, get in your garage, make something cool. Um, that that's all I got, Mike. You got anything else? No, that'll do it, man. Guys, have fun. Uh, right. We will have another episode coming up soon. Of course, just keep yep. us connected, and we'll do it. We'll do it again. Yeah. See you guys. You stay all safe, right. guys. All right. Go for it. Product placement. Let me see. <laughs> I haven't eaten all day. I'm like starving. You want a piece, Mike? I'll say it to you. Yeah, sauce. man. Is that a what kind of crust is that? Is that a is that a doughy crust or is that a? <laughs> no, just is it gluten free? Yeah, right. It's not gluten free. Sorry, but go ahead and sign off unless you want to watch me eat a whole pizza. Hey, everybody, stay online. Yeah. Stay online. This is going to be good. All slices. I will eat it all. So, thank you guys. You guys have a good night. Go home. Go home. Get the grudge. Go home. Get the grudge.